Hello and welcome back to Control-Alt-Delete. This is the podcast with the same name as my book, also called Control-Alt-Delete, How I Grew Up Online, which is out now. So today's guest is Caroline Kepnes. She is the author of two extremely addictive and thrilling books called You and Hidden Bodies, and there are more to come. These books tell the story from Joe Goldberg's point of view, her character that she created, and the books are from his perspective. He is a charming sociopath, as Amazon says in the description. He is quite the amazing character. You get very absorbed in his life, and these books are so gripping. Um, Lena Dunham has called the plot twisty and says that Kepnes's wit and style keeps you coming back. Stephen King has called these books hypnotic and scary, and it is compulsively readable. It is brilliant. So I met Caroline at the Simon Schuster offices um, where she was promoting her second book, Hidden Bodies, and it was amazing to meet her. We had a really good chat about how to write crime fiction, how the idea came about for these books, the career journey that she's been on. We also talk about obsession and social media and social media addiction. We also talk about friendships and controlling friendships, which is a theme in the books too. So um, I hope you enjoy this episode. I loved talking to Caroline. I think her books are brilliant and I can't wait for the next one. So if you haven't read them already, make sure that you get Get you and hidden bodies on your holiday reading list because you will not be able to put them down. Here it is. We are here in Simon Schuster. We have Prosecco with mini cupcakes with Caroline's book, Hidden Bodies On, and a black coffee. We've got it all. <laughs> We've literally got it all. I'm so happy right now. Um, although, I, yeah, we both can't drink black coffee, but we're going to pretend to be cool and yep. like poets who drink yes. black coffee. So, um, Chase it with a Prosecco, we'll get through this just fine. <laughs> we will. And anyway, it's nearly the end of the day, so it is. we get yep. to celebrate. So I obviously am a massive fan of your books. Um, anyone that has read them will understand um, how amazing of a character Joe Goldberg is. And anyone that hasn't read the books will understand in this podcast that you have to go and read them immediately. Yes. Um, I wasn't able to find much on y- about you on the internet. <laughs> I thought that was quite interesting. I wondered if you could give a little background to how you got into writing and, oh, you yes. know. I, well, I always wrote when I was a kid. I, to me, it always started with dollhouses, and that was the original writing of like, well, I've got to write this down so I can remember what was going on in there when I come back. So all different. So that was the beginning. And then I started writing short stories. And then I went to college and I, I became a journalist. I worked at Tiger Beat. Amazing. Which was an amazing moment. It was right at the moment when the internet was just kind of really kicking in seriously. Mm-hmm. And so Tiger Beat, of course, was famous for the posters. And yes. it was a sweet era where we ran listings of people saying, this is my favorite actor, my favorite band. Here's my home address. Right to me, like it was. I look back, like nobody. Oh, to look back and know that that was the last moment. Like it was the winter of that, of everything switching over. That sounds so retro now. Yes, doesn't it? Yeah, crazy. If chokers are retro and the nineties are retro, then that's like, oh yeah. (laughs) There's actually this video on YouTube of like teenagers now trying to use an old PC. 
and it, I think it's like this viral video now and they just don't get it. Yeah. Like, no. What is this I machine? Yes, yeah, so we went through such yeah, we've been through real change. Yes. Yeah. So you've always you've always been writing and you've always had this like wild imagination, would you say? Yes. And then at Tiger Beat, like like the thing that I held on to, like the when once you start once writing these books and I look back on things and it's like, oh, things start to come together. There was this woman who write, wrote to us once a week about David Cassidy and this two page letter and it was amazing and it was like you have to tell him to meet at the Steiner and that's it and I'm going to be there and if he's not there like we're going to have trouble and every week she sent it and I loved that like I, I mean I held on to it I made a photocopy of it I still have it in my possession like I've always been interested in obsession and in that fixation and in so many different and whenever you get your hands on real life yes evidence of it it's just a yes. <laughs> exciting thing yes. it's, that's amazing because I guess obsession is at the heart of the book it's interesting that he is obsessed in like a love way um yes. like you know that obsession i guess like that we've all had on a smaller level right and we well to me too it's so like i when i started when i started writing the book i was so aware of twitter and the the culture of constantly expressing mm-hmm. and how the word obsession has even changed if i feel like it used to have more meaning and to me like in the 80s it was the perfume that was sexy and psychotic mm. and specific and uncommon and now you hear people say i'm obsessed with this i'm obsessed and i use the word a lot and like well you can't be obsessed with everything because then it loses the meaning yes you know and and think like hyperbole of exactly yeah. yeah like we've all gone crazy with that so I thought well that's like let's slow down and make someone who really actually is obsessed but thinks of it as interested yes and the opposite in that way of other people who like say this is everything this is it I'm obsessed I'm you know yeah it's like you're not obsessed in the way that Joe is yes but then so it's interesting that he's obsessed in the way um in, in you know when you have like a crush but obviously mm. it escalates to like being in love yeah. but then there's like the the fact that he's obsessed with technology yeah as well yes I wanted to the the way people use social media to come together I love his having no interest in that and using it to just get someone and I like when we're in such a social time and there's so much pressure on everyone to both project happiness or project sadness in a way that's encouraging for other people like I feel like there's even a way to say that you're depressed where people are like oh like here's to cheer you up and there's a way to get blocked yeah and I love the idea of someone who's just outside of this and feels above it all and that's where he's so he reads his books and he observes people and then here comes along this girl and he suddenly wants to have a connection with someone yeah that was just interesting to me because I think we all have that oh like I'm what how is the social media like is it ruling me or am I ruling it mm. we go through that battle every day and I thought what if he just was like oh humans like why would I bother yeah like I'm better than everyone like that's it's so true and and he's like so intelligent because because he fakes tweets on behalf of like Benji and um (laughs) he it's almost like could we fake being someone because we know what they're like you know everyone has that like brand on Twitter where they have like their tone and the things that they always talk about that was so interesting to me yeah I was just saying this last night where I get so interested in the way Airbnb and Uber and everything like we're we're just renting all of our our homes and our skill sets and the world has changed so much in the past few years in that way and to me that that it does that it's all in the social media where you can review someone on Airbnb they become more more trustworthy if they know someone you know Mm. so the next step is renting someone someone's life. I mean, it really, because everything has to evolve. It has to go somewhere, but it does feel like, where do we go from here? Like now you can use your car to drive strangers around to pay for your apartment that you can have strangers coming and going from. Yeah. Like at what point, what next? I'm so excited to see what happens. Yeah, like, I'm so yes. interested in that as well. Yeah. And at the, and at the that, pace it's going, like yes. how, what is going to happen? I feel like 
jobs that we do now didn't exist like even three years ago. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Yep. What's your um, personal relationship with social media, would you say? Because obviously, like, there's so much that comes out in the book yes. through Joe, but it's... It, it's amazing that you are so in the moment with the topics that you're talking about. Oh yeah, it's surreal in that way because it's very love-hate. Like I love all of the good of it. I love hearing from people and I think that's magic to write a book and then be able to hear from people who read it and have something to say about mm-hmm. it. That's just, it's amazing, you know? And that's where I grew up with, like in a very different culture of like, oh, you wouldn't write a letter. I mean, you could, but you know, you wouldn't yeah. expect to hear back or anything and that's magic. But then I am obsessed with voice and I'm a rewriter. So for me, like that's where I love fiction like writing it rewriting it sleeping on it and anytime I tweet I get that like oh god it's out there and I think this younger generation has this beautiful freedom where they don't have that anxiety to that degree or they were built in with form like naturally making their brand like this is the kind of thing I talk about whereas now like as someone who's like older and came into it later when something happens like a world event like the Paris attacks is a good example where I'm like I get very sad and very quiet and then when I see other people say like poignant things and I'm like oh wow like I can't imagine having that kind of a verbal immediate reaction and something meaningful to say and then I become aware of that and then I'm like oh I'm that happened and I'm thinking about me like and then that's where Joe comes in like you know (laughs) no it's so so true complicated yeah I think it's good to sleep on stuff I don't think I don't think many people do enough now right we just immediately don't really sleep yeah like on Instagram it's like if you put something up a day late it's like oh it's I can't post it now it's not it's not it's not instant yes and that's where I guess like especially books like you write and write and write and then you wait for it to come out like forever and it's this like slow process and I and I then I don't share any pages or works in progress because I'm also someone who half the time I wake up like well I'm tearing that all away like that's not going to be in a book and yeah I actually did want to ask you about like I know this is the worst question sometimes like the hashtag what's your process I like creative (laughs) processes um but and you know some people don't like talking about it it's just like I don't want to pick apart like how I work yeah but for something so complex as this book because every chapter honestly I read it in like three hours or something like I read it and I know like one of the quotes on the front from Glamour is like you put your life on hold for the book Mm -hmm. I genuinely was like getting annoyed that I'd booked to go for this dinner because I was like I need to finish this book and it is so addictive almost ironic that you get obsessed with the book Um, yeah exactly but to but that's not um, an accident, I'm sure. Like, no, you must have planned. It's a reflection. I mean, that's how I feel writing. And then when I don't have that feeling and I'm writing, that's when I'm like, something's not working. And then sometimes it's a process of like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and write pages that aren't like good mm-hmm. and then I'm going to throw them away. But then I have to do this to keep going. I think of it as like going on a treadmill. And you know what that means. Like, I know for a fact I'm going to feel better in 15 minutes. Like, I'm going to get that high. I'm yeah. Like, I'm doing this. And then after I do it, I'm going to feel great that I did it. But there's a beginning fucking time of just, yes. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. That's so true. And I get, when I write, I get very obsessed. I get very in it. And I do type very fast. And do you, I, do, do you binge? Yes. When you kind of, like, get lost in the I world? I'm so afraid of blood clots because I feel like I will go hours without moving and... <laughs> It's terrible, and I know it. And then at one point writing this, I got so into it that I picked up a coffee. He was It was a scene of, you know, violence, and I just threw it, and I just kept writing. And then, like, a half hour later, oh I was God. like, oh, God, like, it hit me, like, that there was activity, and I, and I apologized, and they were so nice in the coffee shop. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I 
don't know what that was. Like I get very, in, wow. very in it. Yeah, that's I, incredible. So when people say they read it that fast, I'm like, yep, because that's how that's that's the pace of it yes. in which you're writing mm-hmm. it. And I've written so many short stories, and when I set out, it was like, okay, I want every chapter to feel like a short story that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Where that's yeah. where I love short stories is like yeah. just preparation for everything because then you criticize every word and you get very like mm-hmm. this page something has to happen here like something and for me like the, the something happening is his emotional state like once you have that tension of like this is someone capable of mur- like murder is an option yeah so yeah. every like it's like that's always there and yeah. and that he doesn't think of that as a strange thing that no and then it's like because it's so constant because I guess with obsession you don't have off days you're like obsessed yes. every day yep so like the pace has to be you yes. know he wakes up every day and is like on a mission yep but is it weird have you heard this as well from other people that like you I like he's quite sexy oh yeah like no, he's I really yes. like mm-hmm. you kind of weirdly I was like oh my god I fancy a murderer but like I like him mm-hmm. in bits Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have written it if I didn't if I didn't find him attractive. And that way I said, making my dream man his nightmare. Like, that's because that's where, like, I was just in a reflective moment about life and, like, all the things that I want from someone. And, well, what if he had all of this but that? Because it's like, no, they're all, you know, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you off that small the point that you accidentally murder people slash yeah. on purpose. <laughs> the ultimate deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I really related to Beck's character, I think. Me too. Yeah, she's, um, I think you kind of like want to be her, even though she is troubled. Right. And and I li- I liked that, that he is the one who could help her, but he can't tell her that, yeah. you know, that he could, that he knows about all of her stories in there. And think of the notepad app and the phone. And like, we all have things that like, if someone saw them, like, oh God. Yeah, if like, someone yes. stole our phone. <laughs> I remember um, once I had, um, I have like a password on my phone now, but it was back when I didn't. And there was just like, there was nothing really incriminating, but there was like photos on my phone that I just yeah. didn't really want anyone to see. <laughs> and I remember leaving it at work, like overnight, like by my desk and it was like that anxiety of what if someone just looks yeah they literally have like they could see anything yes I don't know if anyone did look I found it the next day but imagine was it in the right same position it was it was like slightly moved (laughs) (laughs) so who knows but but the idea that someone could like take those images and like I don't know, email them to people. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's you, a vulnerability that yeah. is new. That I feel like it's all new and that's where it's just interesting to me that like I did that it's an anxiety like for me it didn't exist years ago. I did it yeah. in other forms like there's always anxiety but I'm interested I've always liked like just sociology and the way that things are now and how they change and because mm, like, back in the day you could just put something in a safe and like Yep. bolt it whereas yep. you had a diary like that's where your private thoughts went like now it's all kind of merging and yeah. are you and, are you very aware of like not putting too much of yourself out there yes I mean if anything maybe too aware because then when I do sometimes it feels too, like it's that it's part of the magic of social media and all of it is that you can just feel when something's inauthentic and oh I, I just think so that's true. like amazing to me like that was always what drew me into it where I'm like wow like you can't put your finger on it, but it's there. Like, you can tell when someone means something. And I think we have another sense that we're developing in that way. So those studies, when they talk about how connected you are to your device, and you can sense when it's going to ring and that, and then the, the um, endorphins that happen when you get that buzz, and I feel like it's all connected, and we're, our bodies are literally changing. And that's something I'm writing about in my new book. But, 
Yeah, that I feel like in 20 years, like, who knows what this is going to look like. But I do think it's like an evolutionary, because we just mm. haven't been this attached to devices. And we're the first people to be going through yeah. it. Yeah. So we're just yes. learning all the time. <laughs> that is crazy, um, because I was thinking the other day that actually with social media, we shouldn't dissect it so much in the in the way that um I, I was on this I went to this panel event recently and it was like an hour long talk about how to be authentic and I was like well oh, that's the fact <laughs> that we're talking for an hour about how to be authentic is so not authentic yes and I just feel like people try so hard to be authentic yes that actually it's the opposite yeah and that's where my thing is that it's inherently inauthentic that a hashtag you have to push two buttons so that alone makes it a planned thing. And that can be beautiful, like it's a form of art, but so the idea to make that authentic is exactly what you're saying. Like it, we're, it's just kind of silly because everyone knows that you did that on purpose. Like if yes. it was, if the, if that, if the pound symbol was right there, it would just be like hashtag, but no, you have mm. to like on my, I mean on my phone, you know, like you have to, yeah, you have to go press down the, the yeah. yeah. So I'm always like, oh, everyone knows I'm doing this. Like everything's one step removed yes. from real. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so I overthink all this, but I'm like, I get that feeling like anytime I do a hashtag, especially after making fun of them, I'm like, oh, like I, yeah. And that's why I like it when you can add in a little bit of a human layer to like, you know, I like putting up selfies sometimes because I'm like, do you know what? I'm having a good day today. I had a yep. bad day yesterday. I'm going to make the most out of like my good hair day. Yep. Personally, like that, I'm fine with that. But then I'll have to put a caption that's like, guys, I'm really like, I just want to put this up, okay? Like, I always have to like justify. Yeah. You know. And that's your authentic self. Like, that's to me, like, it, if you put it up without, yeah, that's who you are and that works for you and that's great. Yeah, it's amazing how some people can do selfies and then some people can't. Like, yeah. I. <laughs> yeah. Can you? No. And I do. And like, I did one today and it was where. I was so out of it and I was in the elevator and there's something in the elevator and I'm looking at it. But then I, after I put it up, I didn't like look closely at it. I'm like, oh, I look miss, like I just don't even look good. I'm like, this is where I can't do them. I, I either overanalyze it or underanalyze it. And that's where like, how does Kim Kardashian do it? Of like just appearing natural with a camera in front of her face. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently though, there's this thing that you can attach onto your iPhone, which is like kind of spotlights. Mm. So, um, you, you know, like, a in, that would in, help. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I thought that was fascinating that, um, even on her iPhone, she has like a, like a studio equipment. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, if, I mean, to make a career out of it is one thing. If your whole life is on social media and making money from it, I feel like surely there's a private self lurking behind there that's yes. like, this is the real me, but I'm going to cash in on like what people want me to be in the yep. public. Yeah. That it's a legitimate career avenue where you can go to a seminar and be an authentic. That just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And the other one that I went to recently, it was loads of brands and the, and the, the talk was called how to be more human. Oh my God. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, Wow. Oh God, you have made my day. And it was, and what honestly, was the like what was the advice? What was the It was just like um you know, speak like a human being, use emojis, um, like don't talk in like a robotic way, make customers feel like you understand them. I mean it was honestly wow. very yes. basic. But I don't know. I mean, maybe some brands really do need some help in like being like, oh, absolutely, personable. Because, and that's where we, it's all gone crazy because like a brand isn't a human, so it doesn't have a mouth. And now that we have this idea that it, that a like 
a brand should have a mouth and a brain is creepy because that's what makes a human a human. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it's part of it. I worked as a journalist and the company that I work for the first day, like, and I'd been away a while and they're like, now you have to tweet everything that you do. And they give me the password. And it just fascinated me that like right away that I've got that. And mm. then that I'm, if I tweet something, someone else with the password tweets something else 10 minutes later, they're not only conflicting, but different writing styles. I'm like, so yeah, there so is the math no. is changing. Yeah. yeah. So what is it? And that's where the concept of following was fascinating to me because you can't follow a brand. And, yeah. and this was a few years ago. And I feel like now you can. And now, but that was that moment where it was just beginning. So I feel like mm. I always have this thing in my life that I get on these things at the moment of change and yeah. get very obsessed with it well that's the, that's the interesting thing with like the following in real life and following online which mm-hmm. obviously joe does in real life what what fascinates me is a small proportion of people will interact with what you've done so like they'll like it or they'll comment on it mm. but actually the people that have seen it is huge so actually you right. you get like a full sense of um oh no one's no one's watching me no one's looking yes they are they're just mm. not necessarily liking it or commenting on it yes and then that to me that it's, makes us all so passive aggressive accidentally like to go on facebook is to ignore a lot of people and not <laughs> remark like that's and to yes. me like i've always been obsessed with reunions too and my initial reunions were so much fun because it's oh my god look at you, you look like a different person like i had no idea where you live what you do mm. and now it's this i know i've seen yeah. your kids yeah. i've seen your life like yeah, okay. and I, I like, think it ruins it sometimes. A, yeah, it's, it's and it's a just different way of interacting. And then on the other, it's like, well, yeah, you've seen it and you didn't like it or comment. <laughs> like it's yeah. that, like okay, yeah, like, you yeah. saw it and I didn't know you'd seen it because yep. you didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes like when I ring my um, like a friend or something, they won't ask me like they'll know that I've done something at the weekend and they won't necessarily be like, oh, how was that thing? Because they've already yeah. seen it, so yes. they're just over it. Mm-hmm. But um, the other thing, actually, that leads me on, I was um, fascinated by in the book is, in in you specifically, was um, you touch on female friendship amazingly. That sort of uh, intense relationships with with female friends, but also when other female friends don't get on with each other and you're, like, caught in the middle. Was that, like, a real close... Was that close to your heart? Oh, yeah, I feel like since a child, it's always been something that it fascinates me that, oh, when you have a friend and then they have another friend and then you don't like each other, it's that initial, like... That, and it repeats in life and then it makes yeah. you think how can you you know you be you if you turn around and are friends with that one and mm. mm-hmm. and I thought of that in dating you know when you meet someone's ex and you're like who are you that you were with that person and it's like oh we're always changing but then at the same time we're not changing yeah. and so we're kind of uh we're different people we're different we're people different people, to with di- different people. Yes. yeah and I feel like yeah. and it's healthy but there's that it's I feel like that I'm interested in those fine lines like that's healthy to have like that you're able to be flexible but then there those friends that like who are you like really like that you realize oh they have a whole other way of speaking way of interacting and that was where like I love the part about Magnolia when he knows like Mm -hmm. that she has just said that she liked it to Peach and Peach is like that's terrible like what's wrong with you and then when Joe says that he likes it she repeats what Peach said and he can't say that he knows how she really feels but that's what I loved about her and that early 20s thing I feel like where that's at the most heightened you're deciding who you are in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's more advantageous to be someone who looks down on things and you know Mm -hmm. doesn't make up their mind but it goes back to that like where she has no obsession in her at all and like not yeah which is a different kind of sociopath like (laughs) yeah that's so true and actually how many things do we read or like articles that we read or tweets that we see that we then um, repeat back to people. Yes. It's like, oh, I saw this thing earlier. 
and then you kind of feel that way now mm-hmm. or you take on an, on an opinion that you only recently discovered right yes and yeah. then you're worked up about it and then 20 minutes later like it's gone yeah yes. <laughs> yeah no I I actually like know a lot of peaches yeah I, I was I, that really rung true to me yeah like just not maybe not now but back like in the past but like a quite controlling friend mm-hmm. there's a great book um a psychology book psychic vampires and it was a life-changing book for me to read of like having a nice name for it mm. of those the peaches oh but, right yes. nice that one that that, that that all the love and the friendship is conditional and that they are constantly setting the conditions mm. you know and also like that character sucks the life out of yes. Beck because mm-hmm. you know you can't being a friend I don't think is the same as being like a carer yeah it can be in, well it, said. it, it yeah. can be in ways like mm-hmm. obviously you know you would do anything for your friends yep. but at the same time yeah how how one-sided can it be mm-hmm. it's a hard question oh it, yes mm-hmm. and it, then uh, different people like different dynamics and then I feel like there are so many people who in one dynamic they're the together one and then they have those friends that are the fuck-ups and so it's a nice pairing of like oh being with you makes me feel good about myself and I get to give you advice and then I get to turn around and when I'm in a certain mood go talk to this one who makes me feel like the fuck up and I get to be the one that's yeah. like oh oh what are, well, how did you do that and I, I'm obsessed with that but it's just that initial interactive thing of people the way some people make you feel good about yourself some people make you feel bad and it's not their fault mm-hmm. it's not your fault it just is and I love Beck being drawn into this friendship where also and then she's getting that that dirty thing of like being yeah. obsessed over and that she likes that in her life so it's like that's the danger of like wanting to be worshipped and wanted is so different than wanting to connect. Yes. And it goes back to that idea of that all the social media with likes and favorites and attention and mm. you know, it's so different from a dynamic that's fluid. Yes. Where oh like Beck, God, would, so Beck would never, if Peach said that she liked something, Beck would never be like, that's stupid. Mm. Like she would never have that kind of position in that friendship. Yes. Oh, that's so interesting. I know what you mean. I think some people can just make you feel a certain way and you don't even know yeah. why. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. how come when you meet someone sometimes they can make you feel amazing mm-hmm. instantly and there's no real agenda there it's just they do yes. mm-hmm. and then you can meet people who just make you feel so awkward and and weird yep. and they're not really doing anything right yeah and, you, and they're not and then it's, it's it's just the magic of chemistry and humans i i'm convinced that there's a brainwave thing that some brains just can't get together and it's a known and both people know it at the same moment and then it makes it adds to the awkwardness so it's that like double you know exponentially more awkward yes oh my god this is so true god i i'm fa- i just i am so fascinated with with connections and just like socializing and i feel like maybe it's a writer thing in a way where any experience is the experience but it's also something you can go and dissect yes and like mm-hmm. mull over and like maybe write about one day yep mm-hmm. i think that's to me i don't know if that's like um a defense mechanism maybe but i'm like you know what if something goes like really wrong like i go on a really bad date mm-hmm. i will always go to bed being like well i've, I've got a good story yes it's that Nora Ephron. everything is copy yeah and it, and it and you have those feelings that it stirred up to me like in like all writing it comes from those emotions so whatever happens like yeah you have new feelings and you're newly aware of them and mm-hmm. do you um did you know when you wrote the first book there would there were going to be four books oh no no so how so how did that um when i was writing the first one i was just like oh i'm not done like and how what year was that i was writing in 2013 right and then it came out in 2014 Mm. and then hidden bodies i was writing and like yeah in 
14. Yeah, now I, that's when I get... So you started writing Hidden Bodies, like, in very, 15, yes. mm-hmm. very soon after? Oh, yeah, well, very yeah. soon after, mm-hmm. yeah, because I thought, oh, it's a good way to deal with anxiety of that first book coming out. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to. I was like, oh, now I want to bring him to California. Yeah. Like, And even though there's an end... That it's not really like totally. Yeah, well, that, and to me, that's part of that was so symbolic to me in both of them, where it's part of what when when people ask like, why do I love him? Like because he's such an optimist, and that's what makes him unique. Where, like, whether it's an invitation or what he thinks he might have in the second one, it's it's a likable personality trait that it's such a mismatch with his other behavior and his snobbery and so much of the bad. But when someone has that, I feel like I think it's like almost Bill Clinton like smiling like way like you we all feel drawn to that yeah that like he's he's willing to be made to feel better because you know there's such a personality type that wants to be miserable and that and we and i think we all get that way and when we see someone who lets the light in Mm -hmm. like he when he's sad he's sad but then that door opens and he's like okay like i'm ready to be happy and it's that it's from a michael cunningham book when he's like oh that happiness is the moment before you're happy Oh, I just, he's fascinating. And I can imagine why it's such joy to write. Oh, such joy. Yes. It's, I don't know. And now it's changed me as a writer where in the new book I'm working on, I'm like, no, I have to have that Joe feeling. Like it it, it Mm. has that, that character depth that like, this is absolutely in this person's perspective. Like it has to feel as valid as he feels at all times and yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. yeah I love that <laughs> do you think it will end then on, on the fourth book or are you just kind of keeping it open um, we, yeah so I, I, I don't know but I, I in my head it would just go on forever I'm like he's still young you know yeah he's so young so I read the book and then I got on the tube and I looked at a guy and he was like staring at me and he was on his phone and I was like oh my god like I, I imagined him being Joe it was so weird because yes. I, I just felt like he must exist somewhere there must be people like him yeah I mean and I think we can all be like him like I know I've sat there and listened to people and found keywords and googled them and learned things and it doesn't like in the in like in the in the good bad way yes you know yeah like we all um I I say like we're all like the Sherlock Holmes of the internet like we can dig up what we want to dig up oh yes we can and (laughs) so yeah oh well thank you so much thank you so much um I could talk to you for hours I know you know yeah the the good news is we are going for dinner yeah so there's that (laughs) so yeah so we can carry this on Um, bring the microphone yeah yeah, exactly but thank you your books are amazing I absolutely love your work that you write on Lenny Letter as well oh thank you Um, the most recent ones so funny and so intelligent and amazing you are awesome I'm a huge fan of yours, so I was so excited to be here and work this out. Yeah, I'm so lucky to have met you because you're not here for very long, aren't you, in London? No, so. yeah, until Friday. Yeah, so um, go and buy Caroline's books, but you will be addicted to them, so pencil in your diaries a few days. Yes, yes. and your little diaries, and then lock them up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> If you like this episode, please remember to leave a review or a rating on iTunes. It would mean so much to me. Also, um, tweet me at Girl Lost in City on Twitter. I'd love to hear your feedback. So thanks so much again for listening and make sure you tune in next week. Bye.